Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us. We are so glad that you're here for church today. And wherever you're at in your faith, whether you're a Christian or not, or maybe you're really strong in your faith, wherever you're at, we know that today God wants to speak to you and he wants to teach you something through his word. And what we're going to learn today is that he loves us, he cares for us, and he is in control. If we haven't met before, my name is Justin Domino and I'm the youth pastor. And so we're going to jump into here. Um, about seven years ago, I was on a trip studying abroad over in Europe and I was so excited to get to Europe. It was going to be three and a half months away from my parents. It was going to be the best time ever, just screwing around with my friends. Super fun. But I'm on a flight to Chicago and I was about to check my bags at the airport. And I, I remembered, right, well, there's a 50 pound limit if you want to check a suitcase at the airport. Otherwise, you can pay the extra fee. But I'm a broke college kid, right? So I'm not paying any extra fees. And so I had these two other bags with me. I stuffed them so full and I could carry those on the planes. And I'm telling you, they were so full. The zippers on these two bags were like Stretch Armstrong barely holding on crazy, but I got everything in there underneath the weight limit, perfect and good to go. And so I checked my bags and I got to the gate. I got to the gate and it was like heaven on earth. The, we checked in and the lady at the front desk said that we could check one more bag for free. And so I had this backpack that was about 30 pounds over my shoulders and then another duffel bag that was like another 20 or 30 pounds over my shoulder. I was like, perfect, I'm, I'm dumping one of these bags because I was exhausted. And so we land in Chicago after about an hour flight and I get off the plane and we're going to get our checked bags. And I found out from the airline that they had taken just my bag, nobody else's bag, but just my bag. They put it onto a cart and sent it all the way to the other end of the airport in Chicago into a storage room. And I'm thinking, what, the, what in the world? <laughs> Why would you do that? and come to find out they're not willing to go get it for me. So I had to go all the way to the other end of the airport, then all the way back to go find my new gate for my new connecting flight to get over to Germany. And it was like, what in the world? If you've ever been to the Chicago airport, it is crazy huge. And so I'm running back and forth, I'm sweaty. It was like the most hectic, frustrating, and like publicly sweaty I've ever been in my life. But I noticed something on the way to the storage room to get my bag. I noticed something about the airports. You know those little walkways, right, that you can get on that, that move, right, that help you. So you're carrying all your luggage, you can jump on these things, and they'll bring you like another 100 yards, which is amazing. It's a godsend, right, when you're in an airport. But I noticed that they only have those on the way to the gates. They didn't have them on the way to the opposite end of the airport, right? And so I'm running one way, but I can get on the gate, if, I can get on those walkways if I'm going the other way. And this reminds me of, of fear and anxiety, when it comes to our fear and anxiety, it seems like when we're having these moments of stress, when we're having these moments of fear, it's really easy to get on these walkways, right? And when we're starting to have those anxious feelings, it's almost like we're putting ourselves on a walkway and we're just on a fast track to a panic attack. But getting out of fear, getting out of anxiety, it almost seems like you're running across the other end of an airport with 30 pounds of luggage strapped on your shoulders. It's difficult, it's crazy, and it's work. It's so easy to get yourself into a panic. It's so easy to get yourself into fear, but it's so difficult to get yourself out of that situation. And what I wanna to read to you today is, is a story from the, from the book of 1 Peter on how we can get ourselves out of anxious times and fearful times, because we're living in that right now. In the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this coronavirus, our worlds have been completely flipped upside down. Everything is changing and none of us expected this. You know, I, th I think of it like a casino, right? Casinos are built where they really want to get you into the door. They really want to get you inside the middle of in the middle of the casino. But to get out of a casino, 
man, it's like, it's difficult. There's no clocks on the walls. There's no windows anywhere. You can't see where you're going. Even the patterns on the walls, even the patterns on the carpets are going the opposite way. And so psychologically, it's, it's tricking you into thinking that you're lost or thinking that you're almost trapped. You have to find your, right, your way out. This is what this whole pandemic and this whole quarantine situation is, is doing to us. Many of us have been kind of shuffled into this situation and we're having a difficult time trying to figure out how to navigate it, how to get out of it, or how to deal with it in general. So let's go to, to 1 Peter chapter 5. And we're going to read a few short verses that has so much to do with our fear, with our anxiety, and with our worry. So 1 Peter chapter 5 says this, verses 5 through 10. It says, In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety onto him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the whole world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. A couple of years ago, we were taking a mission trip down to Mexico, and I was so excited because we had some of the best students, right, who were going to be such hard workers. And I was so excited because I was like, these kids are going to experience God working in powerful and really real ways. I think for most of them, for the first time in their lives. And we had some great students, some great leaders. I was so excited for this trip. But on day three, after we got onto the mission base, when I was so excited to see what God was going to do over our trip, I woke up at 6.30 in the morning. I walked outside my bedroom door and I looked to the left and on the sidewalk outside, I saw four of our female students sleeping out on the sidewalk. And I was like, that's really strange. <laughs> and I looked over and one of the students is crawling on her hands and knees, goes over to the garbage can that's sitting outside her door and just gets sick. And I watched the whole thing happen. Now I'm, I get queasy really, really easy. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened? But I was thinking like, what, what in the world? Like I see these four girls sleeping outside. They're obviously all sick. Like who else is sick? Come to find out 17 of our 24 people that were on this trip all had this 24 hour flu bug and it was just brutal. I have never, I'm not gonna go into all the details, <laughs> um, but I have never seen so many people and just such, such horrid smells for a 24 hour period. It was crazy. But what I realized in the midst of this was, man, I wanted certain things to happen on this trip. I really wanted to see God move in different ways and he definitely did. As I think back, there's so many blessings, so many powerful ways that God did move but none of them were the ways that I expected him to do things in our lives. I wanted God to do X, Y, and Z, but really he did A, B, and C. It was totally different than I expected. And what I realized in this is that we are not in control. I'm not in control. Even on a trip that I planned, that I did all the scheduling for, that I picked where we were going and what flights, were to, I did all the planning. I was not in control. Ultimately, God is in control. And I think that we need to understand this as we're in the midst of this quarantine, as we're in the midst of this whole COVID-19 situation is that God knows the future. And we might be anxious, we might be fearful about whether or not we'll, we'll have a job tomorrow. 
or whether or not our kids are going to get this virus or, or whether or not we're going to have enough money to support ourselves through this whole situation. But what we have to understand is that God is in control. And we have to humble ourselves under that. I think one of the main causes of fear and anxiety in our lives is trying to control things that we just can't control. And what we just read in the Bible, it says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. This is perfect, right, for this situation. For many of us who are struggling with fear, with anxiety, and with worry about what the future might hold, we have to realize that we don't need to worry about those things because God has everything under control and he is the maker of it all. And while we might not fully understand what's happening, we might not fully understand why God is allowing this to happen. What we do know is that this situation is being used to bring people to him. That so many people, millions and millions of people are taking their stress, they're taking their worry, they're taking their anxiety, and they're casting it onto Jesus. As 1 Peter 5, 7 says, it says, cast all your anxiety onto him because he cares for you. People are doing that. Why? Because we're anxious, because we're fearful. And when we understand that God is in control, it gives us the liberty to be able to do that. When we understand that God is in control, that we don't know the future, but he does, it gives us the opportunity and, and the, the willingness and the, the ability to go to God and say, you know what, God, I can't do this. I'm frustrated. I'm worried. I'm fearful. I've got so much anxiety building up in my heart. I'm, I'm trying to take care of my kids. I'm trying to take care of us financially. All these questions are coming up in our lives. What a better time to humble ourselves under God and say, God, you are in control. I am not. Here's my heart. Here's what's happening. Here's what I'm going through. God, take it all. You can deal with it. This is the perfect time to do that. But I think that we need to see both sides of this coin as well. But when we're talking about fear, when we're talking about anxiety and the effects that it has on us, this passage not only tells us that we need to humble ourselves under God's mighty right hand. When we do that, we're able to cast our anxiety onto him. But it also tells us that we have an enemy that Satan is actually against us. And sometimes we think, well, man, like I believe in God, but really, come on, is there really an enemy against me? And yeah, absolutely. There is an enemy against you and his name is Satan. In fact, it says this, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Right? Resist him standing firm in the faith. It's like, man, we have an enemy. He wants us to fear. He wants us to be anxious. He wants you to live every single day in worry about whether or not you might get this disease. He wants you to live in anxious fear where your chest is tightening, where you feel short of breath, where you feel like you can't even move. He wants you to be paralyzed in your fear because when you're paralyzed in your fear, that means that you're not trusting God. When you're paralyzed in your fear, that means he is winning. So we have to recognize that he is after us. He is against us in this moment. And we need to take the, the time and have the understanding that, man, if we have an enemy, we need to know who, who has defeated the enemy. So we go to, to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, and it says, By Jesus' death, he breaks the power of him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. Right, that is the answer, right? There's so many things that we can do in this life to try to alleviate our stress, to try to alleviate our anxiety. And those things work, right? You can go for a jog and what a blessing, right? To be able to go for a jog. We can um, journal, we can do so many things, right? To try to take the pressure off. But if we don't recognize that we also have an enemy and he's speaking against us, 
then we're, we're not gonna deal with the spiritual side of this problem. So go for a jog, right? Write in your journal, right? That's gonna help you, but also recognize that there's a, there is an enemy. His name is Satan and he's trying to attack you. But we need to recognize who is against Satan. And it's not just us. We're not strong enough to handle Satan. That's the reason why we're anxious in the first place, right? That's the reason why we fear in the first place. But what, what Hebrews 2.14 says, by Jesus' death, he breaks the power of him who holds the power of death, and that is Satan. We believe in Jesus. We believe in his death and resurrection, not only that it forgave us of our sins, but it also broke the power that Satan has against us. Jesus' death means everything for our anxiety and for our fear. And what better time to talk about this when we just celebrated Easter, right? We just celebrated the death and the resurrection of Jesus. That's a constant reminder that while we might feel anxious, while Satan still has a little bit of influence in this world, by the death and resurrection of Jesus, Jesus has defeated Satan once and for all. He is the mighty victor, he is the mighty savior, and he is the mighty Messiah. So when you are feeling anxious, you need to know that you might struggle with anxiety, you might struggle with fear, and that might be something consistent that happens in your life. But you have to know this as well, that there is an answer, that in the times when you are feeling fearful, you have a way out. That dawn is coming. There's a new day. And if you feel like your day is lost to anxiety, if you feel like your, your day is lost to fear or your life is lost to fear or anxiety, dawn is coming. There is a new day. God's mercy and grace is good for the next day. God's grace and mercy and love is good for you right now. And if you need a fresh start with God, if you need to give him your anxiety, if you need to cast it all onto him because he can take it, I want to challenge you to do that today. Whatever is bringing you fear, whatever is bringing you anxiety, Know that God is in control. Humble yourself under his mighty hand and recognize that he is in control. But also recognize that we have an enemy that's working against us. And when you have the wherewithal to recognize that, that when you are feeling fearful, when you are feeling anxious, there's a high chance that it is Satan trying to tempt you, trying to get into your life. We need to remind ourselves of the death of Jesus. We need to remind ourselves that Satan has not won, but Jesus has. And when we can do those first two things, and we can do those first two things. It helps us then cast all our anxiety onto him. Because if we know that we're not in control, cast your anxiety onto the one who is in control. If you know that you can't defeat Satan yourself, cast your anxiety onto the one who can defeat Satan himself, who did defeat Satan himself, and that is Jesus. So I wanna encourage you during this time, you're locked up, you're in quarantine. There are so many things to fear. There are so many things to, to feel anxious about. But I wanna challenge you with, don't let fear, anxiety, and worry win in your life. Humble yourself under God's mighty right hand. Speak against Satan. Pray. Cast all your anxiety onto him and go for walks. Do whatever you need to do to, to try to alleviate some of the stress, but don't ever forget that this is a spiritual battle, but that Jesus has won the spiritual war. So let me pray for you guys, and then we'll jump into one last worship song that we have for you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord, for joining us here. And as we meet and as we gather in a church, obviously not physically, Lord, but we're in our homes and we're still meeting in the presence of you. Um, it just doesn't happen in our church buildings, Lord. It happens in our hearts. It happens in our homes. It happens in our minds. And so we are so thankful, Lord, that you are a God who is with us, who does not abandon us. And even in times of high stress, high anxiety, and high fear, Lord, we recognize that you are the one who is in control. We recognize that, Lord, there is an enemy. His name is Satan. But in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, he can be gone. 
So Lord, we ask that you would cast Satan out from all of us. Help us not to walk in fear. Help us not to live in worry and live in anxiety. But Lord, to recognize that you are in control. You love us. We can cast all of our anxieties onto you. Why? Because you care for us. So Lord, be with us. Anytime that we're feeling anxious, help us throw up a prayer. Anytime that we're feeling fearful, help us to get down on our knees and seek your face and recognize that you are God and you are in control. It's in your name I pray. Amen.